0: Someone who hurt me real bad My nose has been broke My eyes have been poked My ears have been twisted all around My head has been punched My face has been scrunched I've spent a lot of time on the ground My mouth has been smacked My teeth have been cracked I've had to spit out a lot of grass But nothing I say Compares to the day When you kick my heart's ass My lip has been split to where I'm dribbling spit And I thought for sure that I would die I've coughed up blood while my face was in mud With my spurs aiming up at the sky Bottles have been broken off my head While I've been choking on a meal of broken glass But nothing I say compares to the day When you kick my heart's ass no, nothing I say compares to the day When you kick my heart's ass Darling, I never walked away from a fight in my life I always lay there, bleeding gasping And hoping that I would live to see you again I've had guys the size of mountains hurt me so bad I'm amazed I'm still alive So tell me how is it possible that a little sweet thing like you Is capable of giving a heart such an ass whooping? My butt's been kicked as my head's been sticked In commodes from coast to coast I've been kicked, punched smacked, choked face-crunched eyes spoke, burned into cigarette toast I've been beat so bad that the doctors had to put me in a full-body cast But nothing I say compares to the day when you kick my heart's ass. No, nothing I say compares to the day when you kick my heart's ass. How horrible it feels to be head over heels when you kicked my heart's ass. You kick my heart's ass. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Happy to see you again. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're our teenage guest this jockey now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful, good well, look. Did that voice inside you say, I've heard it all before? It's like deja vu all over again.
1: It is Monday, February 26th, 2024. Hi, huh, kids. You are at jc jcontheline.com. That, of course, comedian Brian Regan. Sometimes I play that and people don't realize that's who it is. Brian Regan is as funny and has been what 35 years now that he's been out doing his thing and he's as funny as anybody out there you know people always say well you know the master george carlin nobody's better than him some people would have said lenny bruce before that there have been other really really funny people a lot of people would say seinfeld some people could say dane cook in which case we would fill up a sock full of cat turds, whip it around in the air and then hit him right across the bridge of the nose with it. So it's funny people out there, but for my money, Brian Regan is as funny as anybody. I've never seen him bomb. I have never seen him bomb. but that uh, that song has a very interesting history and I had him on the air when I was working in Houston a couple of years ago and he, he sort of told me the whole thing and here's what happened. So uh, the CD, Came out eh, late '80s somewhere in there. Brian Regan CD, and it had about oh I don't know twenty of his funny bits on it, and at the very end was that song "You Kick My Heart's Ass." Now, if you know anything about Brian Regan, you know that he works absolutely one hundred percent clean. He has never used a curse word in his act ever. 100% clean. And I think he sort of liked that and liked the way it was developing and also liked the way that uh, some people were responding to the fact that he works clean. So that became a very important part of his shows that anybody, regardless of, you know, and it, think about it now, this cancel culture environment. So he's been able to survive. And not that I don't like a good F word in the middle of somebody's comedic act, but it is also, I guess the word is refreshing. That's the word they always use to describe somebody like Brian Regan. So, anyhow. When they put that c d out it was the late eighties, I' gonna say like eighty eight that song was on it, but they only pressed about i don't know something like fifty thousand of those, which is not much, okay. So those go out to, and we had record stores back then, so that CD is sitting there, and people are like, oh, Brian Regan, look, this is funny. All his famous funny bits back in 1988, let's go ahead and grab that. And then, as a little bonus, at the end you get that song. Well, when Brian Regan's career really took off and started shooting up into the ionosphere, they were like, "Uh, we should uh, reprint that CD and get another half a million of those things out and into the record stores and into circulation because you'll sell them. So let's let's press that again and let's get that distributed. And Brian Regan said um, yeah, let's do that but I'll tell you what, uh, when we do that, let's leave the song off. They're like, really? Are you sure? He goes, yeah, I, you know, I, I I'm getting this reputation for being a clean comic so let's go ahead and take that off. So they said, okay. So they deleted it. So now, if for some reason you are able to whether it's online or whatever, and you get that CD, chances are you're going to get the CD without You kicked My Heart's Ass. And he thinks it's hilarious because the song has become semi-quasi-famous in the middle part of the country because of the fact that we played it for so many years. And he just laughs about the whole thing now. Well... It's going to be warmer in St. Louis today, and then it's going to be in Jupiter, Florida for the Cardinals. Maybe 74 in Jupiter. By the way, yesterday in Palm Beach, Cardinals got two in the ninth, helped to beat the Houston Astros, 3-0. Matt Carpenter got a hit. Back to Jupiter, uh, Cardinals will play the Marlins. Sonny Gray gets the start against Boston tomorrow everything you're hearing about Sonny Gray apparently is true and uh, he is a welcome addition to your St. Louis Cardinals bad news over the weekend the Cubs re-signed their center fielder Corey Bellinger he was rumored to have gone to just about every team in the major leagues and finally the Cubs did manage to land him three years 80 million dollars he will be a thorn in the Cardinals side and in the division for a long time Blues, what the hell happened against Detroit the other night? Six to one? Come on, guys. Winnipeg in February. That's gotta be nice. The Blues are there tomorrow night. College Troops, Mizzou at Florida Wednesday night. Number twelve, Illinois also hosting Minnesota. Adam Wainwright's album is out now. He plays the Grand Ole Opry on March 9th. I love this quote from Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel comes out of Texas, out of college. They think he's going to be the next Johnny frickin' Unitas, and instead he just was a fool and couldn't stay out of the strip clubs and everything. He now says that after he left Cleveland Browns, he lost 40 pounds, and this is a quote, on a strict diet of blow, end quote. And Major League Baseball has a problem. You probably heard they're going to these new uniforms, new fabric, new designs, new logos in some cases for people. They're, you know, working to try to make the sponsorships on the sleeves look nicer. You know, it's all this stuff. But, but the actual uniforms themselves are changing dramatically, and it is a fabric that is very sheer. I don't know, you know, you, you talked to Stan Musial back in the day, he would say that a hot humid day in St. Louis, and by the way, there are several, especially they played a lot more day baseball back then, and he said that the uniform, because they were those wool uniforms, would see, you get sweaty, and that thing would be like you had jumped into a swimming pool, he said it would add maybe up to six pounds that you were dragging around, because that thing would just absorb. All of the perspiration become like a wet beach towel that you just drag through the water, and now you're trying to steal <laughs> trying to steal second, and you're pulling six extra pounds along. And there have been, you know, other upgrades to the major league baseball uniforms. I think you remember back in the late 70s, they had like those, what are they like Sansa belt things? You didn't actually have a belt. It was just like an elastic band and depending on the uniform it looked really bad. Pittsburgh Pirates uniforms back in the uh, we are family days, of, you know, Willie Stargell and everything. Boy, did those uniforms look ugly. So this is the latest uh, update and they believe upgrade in Major League Baseball uniforms. There's only one problem. You can see right through them. So whatever a player is wearing under his pants, for example, whether it be a pair of sliding pants, or a thing on his knee, or just maybe a jock in some cases, you can see it. You can just see right through the pants. And if those pants are tight, well, I got news for you. They say that young girls these days are going through puberty at a much earlier age than in the past, and this may speed it up some more. Taylor Swift has reportedly banned Travis Kelsey from going to strip clubs, and she gave him a half a million dollars to upgrade his wardrobe. Supposedly, she's trying to help him, and this is the word they used, evolve to his new level of fame. Got the Oscars coming up in literally days now. A new study, not that this is Oscar material or anything, but a new study says that despite what the movie Dodgeball says, it's actually harder to dodge a ball than a wrench. It's because a wrench won't curve so you know exactly where it's going. we talked about people talking out of their asses for a long time, and that happens a lot during awards season. You know, the Oscars coming up, like I said, in literally days. And a new poll says Oppenheimer is both the movie that Americans think should win and will win Best Picture at the Oscars. Barbie is second, followed by Killers of the Flower Moon. However... Only about 32% of the population has seen Barbie, and only 22% has seen Oppenheimer. So you have almost 80% of the American public, when being contacted for this poll, talking out of their asses. Interestingly, of the people who haven't seen Barbie, only 17% say they want to, and that's the lowest of all 10 Best Picture nominees. Oppenheimer is the one most people say they want to see at 39%. There's uh, some country artist by the name of Billy Strings. I never heard of him prior to today, but some big country star. And he was doing a show in Nashville, and apparently he's the new hot thing, and everybody wanted to go see him. And some guy couldn't get tickets. So he said, I'll make somebody a deal. You give me a pair of tickets to the Billy Strings concert, and in return, I will give you a lifetime subscription to my wife's OnlyFans account. Now, in the interests purely of journalism, I decided to do some research on this, and I looked at it, and you know, she's uh, reasonably attractive, and uh, there's only one problem. There's no nudity. It's just uh, suggestive. It is erotic, but it is not naked. You want two concert tickets, you're going to have to do better than that guy. Late Night Tonight is and Kings of Leon. I'm with Fallon, David Spade. I'm with Jimmy Kimmel. Colbert's got Timothy Chalamet, Seth Meyers, Amy Poehler, and Fred Armisen. That's cool. And after midnight, one of the guests is Mark Maron. He's got one of the most successful podcasts in the world right now. But all the late-night television talk shows are back tonight after a lot of time off the last couple of weeks. There is a new tribute album called Petty Country. It's a country music celebration of Tom Petty. It's coming out on May 31st. Apparently, a lot of country music stars were big Tom Petty aficionados, and I guess we never really knew about it until now. Willie Nelson, Dolly Parton, George Strait, Chris Stapleton, Lainey Wilson, Wynonna Judd, Luke Combs, Steve Earle, and more. In fact, the first single has already been released. It's a Dirks Bentley version of American Girl by Tom Petty. If you have been seeing Amy Schumer on TV and you're like, what the hell is going on? She looks like she put on 300 pounds. She's sick. And it's a fairly serious illness. It's something called Cushing syndrome. And, um, you know, it just it, it makes your face look the size of a pumpkin. And um, the treatment ranges from everything from medication to surgery to radiation. So she's sick right now. I Back to movies here, I told you that that uh, Bob Marley movie, One Love, not a particularly good movie. The scenes where there's music being performed are fantastic. Just, I mean, but it's just great stuff. The problem is not enough of that in there. And the rest of the movie, when they're not performing reggae music, it's just really sort of so-so. Well, the good news for the producers of that movie is... There's nothing but crap out there right now. So again, second week in a row, the Bob Marley movie, One Love, rules at the box office. Number one again. Shane Gillis uh, survived his debut on Saturday Night Live. This is the sort of uh, country-ish stand-up comedian that was originally hired as a cast member on Saturday Night Live. And then a bunch of stuff started to surface where he was you know, saying some really bigoted Really stupid, moronic stuff. And in fact, his monologue the other night really did push the envelope quite a bit. He was doing jokes about kids with Down syndrome. Now, his way of being able to deliver that and not get run off the stage is that he has people in his family that have Down syndrome. But it was a a very polarizing performance by Shane Gillis. I will say this he does a hell of a good Donald Trump impersonation they had him and James Austin Johnson the guy who normally does trump go back and forth with one another it was actually pretty good there was some extraordinary writing on that show if you are not a fan of saturday night live you just sort of gave up on it go back on demand and pick up this show from over the weekend because it's actually pretty darn good it it is you know you, you say to yourself at the end of the year okay If I'm Lauren Michaels, I got to pick one show to submit to the Emmy people. So far, that would be the one I would submit. The writing was absolutely extraordinary on Saturday night. I was in Costco yesterday, okay? And it's starting to become more and more like a trip to Walmart where you just never know what you're going to see. I am very, very rarely in a Walmart. I don't like those people. I'm in a Walmart. It's because I've exhausted every other imaginable source for what it is I'm trying to buy. But I'm in Costco all the time, and uh, but more and it depends on which Costco you go to. You go to the Costco in South Conde. It's going to be different than the one in Depere. The one in Depere, for example, especially on weekends, it it looks like you know you're living in some sort of international city because you can see anybody in there. You see white people, you see black people, you see Asians. A lot of Middle Easter's. A lot of people from, you know, Pakistan and India and stuff like that. Doesn't bother me or anything. I'm just telling you, it is really something to see. Because you go in there and you're like, wow, I didn't even really know that all those people lived here. But the first thing that was funny about Costco, because I was there yesterday afternoon, you go walking in and you see all these young dads dragging young kids around. And I know exactly why. It's because their wives said to them, Uh, honey, for the last five and a half months, I've had to watch the kids every Sunday while you watch football for 11 hours straight. It's your turn. I'm going out with the girls. And so all these young dads dragging all these snotty-nosed, little runny-nosed brats all over the Costco yesterday. It was hilarious. And uh, as I'm leaving... You know, they have those little white and red benches where people eat their hot dogs or slices of pizza or whatever it is. A lot of people are checking their email, just checking their phone and everything, trying to figure out where are we going next. You sort of see them sitting there looking like broken people. I just spent $375 at Costco money we don't have. But that 64 ounce of Van Camp's pork and beans in the can, I just couldn't pass it up. So they're sitting there, and I look over, and there's an Asian woman, and she's got a big slice of pizza, and she's eating her pizza with a spoon. Now, sometimes, look, if you get a piece of pizza at a pizzeria, and they bring it out, and you're so hungry, and it smells so good, and they finally bring the pizza, and you take the thing off the platter, and you put it on your plate, and there's just, like, lava coming off the thing, and you're like, okay, I'm really, really hungry. I want to eat this pizza, and I want to eat it now, but if I put this in my mouth, it's going to melt my teeth. So what you do, you put it on your plate, and then you take your knife and your fork, and while you're waiting for the slice to cool off, you cut off a little two-inch section, and then you blow on it, and then at least now you are eating pizza until the rest of the slice cools off. Knife and a fork. You don't want anybody seeing you eating pizza with a knife and a fork. This lady, not bothered by the fact that she was eating pizza with a plastic spoon. And I watched her for a little while, and she was taking the spoon and sort of scooping the toppings and the cheese off the top of the pizza. Apparently not a big fan of crust. But I've been around for a long time. I've seen a lot of stuff. never seen anybody eat pizza with a plastic spoon. Sometimes if you can just separate yourself from the pack of humans on this earth with everybody doing... The same thing at the same time because there's a holiday or there's a tradition, and some holidays and traditions are a lot, are wonderful, you know, Christmas and New Year's and Fourth of July. My favorite, and we pretty much know how those holidays got there, how they were established, and how the traditions have continued down through the generations. If you've ever wondered about wedding rings. Oh, you're going to love this. It dates back to the ancient Egyptians. Now, back then, they believed that there was something called a vena amoris, which translates to vein of love. Sounds like a kiss song. A vein of love. And they thought that that vein of love was in the left hand's fourth finger with a direct route to the heart. Now, I don't understand what putting a ring on it was supposed to do physiologically or why that corresponded with marriage, but it did. And because we're talking about a civilization where they looked up at night and thought the gods were talking to them when there was an eclipse and stuff like that, because they just didn't have the intellectual capacity back then to be able to discover what we all know now. Or at least some of us got always taken in consideration the flat earthers and the people who don't think we landed on the moon. But we all still do that. Today, because of something that the Egyptians had wrong that they just sort of made up and here we all are in 2024 still running around spending ridiculous amounts of money on silver and gold and diamonds and wedding rings and all that sort of stuff because the ancient Egyptians thought there was a vein of love in your finger that outage of AT&T what was it early last week. You know, people went to their phones. First thing, ah! service was out for, I think it was like 12 hours. So AT&T is going to be reimbursing everybody $5. Have a nice day. The Florida Man Games, very first one. Big success on Saturday. Thousands of people showed up to watch events like the Mullet Contest, the Mud Duel, and the Evading Arrest Obstacle course. It's not clear how many fans... Ultimately, showed up. But tickets cost about fifty bucks, and they were expecting over five thousand people. If you like noise, go to New York, Chicago, New Jersey, Newark, Boston. Those are the noisiest cities in the country. You always hear people trying to cheat the insurance company out of money. Thirty-six-year-old woman was in an accident, filed a lawsuit for eight hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, claiming she was so disabled she couldn't even go out and get the mail. The judge threw the case out when she was photographed in a Christmas tree throwing competition. Oops! These next two stories fall under the heading of irony. You ready? Last Thursday, a chimney manufacturing plant in Pennsylvania (laughs) caught fire. It's unclear if it had anything to do with the chimneys. Everybody was evacuated. Nobody was hurt. A couple of people had smoke inhalation, but the chimney manufacturing plant caught fire. And... The other ironic story is like rain on your wedding day. A cop in Mississippi got arrested last Wednesday for shoplifting while on duty. She stole a $140 pair of shoes from Dick's Sporting Goods. Fellow officers took her to jail in her own police car. It was the first of two nights of sting in St. Louis on this date back in 1988. And one of the things that just drives me batty is, is when they say we're going to have a news conference tomorrow and they tell you what the news conference is for. We're having a news conference tomorrow to announce that uh, Albert Poole is going to be retiring. Well, then why should I go? You've already told me what he's going to do. I'm just going to show up just to watch him cry? It doesn't make any sense. Back in the day, you held a news conference, everybody showed up to find out what the news was. Now they tell you ahead of time. But it was on this day 31 years ago, 1993, that Cam X call the news conference and the throngs showed up the tv cameras were there the post dispatch was there the bugle showed up everybody was there and there was a murmur in the gaggle of reporters everybody speculating why are we here what do you think it is they're going to announce here on february 26th 1993 what's going on and then the door opened And for that story, we go to John Pertzborn. You can almost feel the earth shake outside KMOX radio this morning. I'm here today to announce that J.C. Corkin will join KMOX. Well, there goes the neighborhood. And there's little time to put your house up for sale. He hits the air March 15th, afternoon drive time. J.C. Corcoran is one of the most controversial announcers to ever hit St. Louis airwaves. And like a cat with nine lives, he skipped from station to station. First at KSH, and later KSD. And today, he was his usual modest self. It's funny, because when I look back at my career in St. Louis radio, I see a show that consistently commanded one of the largest audiences in history that followed me from one station to another. And those listeners know that KMOX radio personalities, both living and dead, were often the butt of his jokes. I think some of the older, more conservative listeners to KMOX will think about this. Um, do you know I don't know? Did you hear who they hired today? Absolutely not. J.C. Corcoran.
0: <clears throat> you kidding me? I, I think he's abrasive and kind of crude.
1: But at least he gets you thinking, helps you form your own opinions. As much as he's bad mouth OX, I, <laughs> I can't see that happening. But money talks. Lately, ratings have fallen at KMOX, and this is an attempt to attract a new audience. This is probably a question for Mr. Zimmerman, but is this the end of KMOX's St. Louisans have known it in the past? No, I don't believe so. I think it's a natural evolution. And what it evolves into is anyone's guess. I'm John Pertzborn,
0: News Channel 5. Should be interesting. The radio station may never be the same.
1: That's all our time. We'll see you tonight at 10.
0: Have a good weekend. And a lot of people didn't,
1: (laughs) especially the ones (laughs) at X. Oh, my God. (laughs) I honestly don't know what it is that I do that gets people so worked up sometimes i are just driving along got a long drive and your mind just starts to wander and you know we're celebrating 40 years of being on the air in st louis this year and you drive along and you're just thinking what is it about me that bugs people oftentimes the people who are your colleagues at that very radio station I don't know, I just think it boils down to the idea that people just need something to be upset about all the time. Anyhow, that was from 31 years ago today. And with that, the J.C. Carpenter Podcast for Monday, February 26, 2024 is in the can. We're here every Monday through Thursday at 11 o'clock at com. If you get a chance to spread the word, just mention to somebody, hey, have you heard J.C.'s podcast? Tell them where to find it here at J.C. on the line. Facebook? The showgram with JC Corcoran. We'll be back tomorrow on K Wolf, bright and early at 101.5 St. Louis. Still 101.7 West to be on. It's streaming at kwolf.com. Have a great day. Look at this 75 today. And then we all die tomorrow. In the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye.
0: The JC Corcoran Podcast.